0: Please take your hymnal and turn to Hymn 225, There's Power in the Blood. Let's stand as we sing.
1: read this week that greeting time is a time to wish everybody the upcoming time to be good. We not only at the Reacher Baptist Church want this time to be good, we want it to be godly. Shake someone's hand, smile, and welcome them this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning Morning, Tim Clayton is going to lead us in our opening prayer.
2: Let us pray, Almighty and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the rain that we had last night, Lord. And we thank you for keeping us safe, Lord. We just ask you, you would be with us through this service, Lord. Be with Pastor be as he delivers the message, Lord, and Lord, just be with us that we may open our hearts and our minds and get a message, Lord. We also want to lift up anyone out there that may not know you as their Savior, Lord. May this be the day that they come to know you. And Lord, just help us to love and, and be with them. Lord, just go with us this week. Lead us, guide us, and direct us in everything that we do. In your blessed and glorious name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: Good morning and welcome to worship. ninety 96.9 says, Worship the Lord in all the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. We want to welcome everybody again this morning to Theresa Baptist Church. We're glad that you have here. you've come to share and worship with us. If you're a visitor, first-time visitor, if you'll fill out one of the information cards in front of you on the pews or ask one of our members, and we will get you some information about the services we have here. Again, we're so glad to have everyone here. For this week's opportunities, tonight at 6 o'clock, I want us to get your green on also at sixth, our youth, Monday, vittles and visits, exercise class, seven o'clock is hand bales. Seven o'clock also is men's choir practice. Don't
0: forget.
1: <laughs> <poor man. laughs> yep. Uh, Tuesday, steadfast love, a Bible study at Cambridge, nine thirty. We have a Bible st- Wednesday morning, nine thirty, Bible study at Jan bose's Six o'clock Wednesday night, Act Teens course. Seven o'clock. This is the Third Wednesday, so it'll be Mission Friends, GAs, RAs, Youth, Sunshine Sisters, and the Adult Bible Study. I guess we'll flip a coin to see whether the Larry Carroll is teaching. <laughs> you, you had to be here to understand that one. <clears throat> uh, Thursday night, drama practice. And it's at 6, not 7, right? Yeah, it is at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock drama practice. In the upcoming drama, be in prayer for the upcoming drama, March 29th, 30, 7 o'clock, the Lamb of God. And each year, there's always a new little twist. I'm going, you know, the story can't change. It ends the same way. But Tom and Jean, and, and they do a great job of, of moving songs, people, to keep it interested and to keep us coming. Amanda had an announcement. The Respond Women's Conference, on your pink sheet, it doesn't say where it's at, but it's at Snowbird, but it is on the back of the bulletin. So if you're interested, contact Anna Walker. Also in the bulletin, the yellow sheet is Camp Dixie, and the blue one is Mission Trip to Pillar Church of Jacksonville. Let us now turn to our list of those that are sick. Herbert Brown's brother, Bill, he's made a definitely turn for the better. Uh, Herbert sent out a message to thank everyone for the prayers, cards, concerns. Donna Wilburn was at Duke this past week with possible pneumonia and flu-like symptoms. Please lift up the family of Ricky Dixon. His funeral was this past Wednesday. The family of Joey Painter, Brenda Long's brother, who passed away. Reverend Brian Horner, Horner Hager, who passed away as well. Kendall Gentry is at Duke Hospital. This is Kim Long, Kim Gentry, Kim Gentry Long's dad. He had a quadruple bypass. Um, David Whitfield, Jan Mitchell's dad. See, back at Durham Regional? Durham Regional. And keep in prayer our church, uh, the changes that's taken place. We may not see or know God's plan, <clears throat> but I read in the scripture this week that God planted the tree a long time before Zacchaeus needed to climb it. So things are in work. We just don't see it yet. Let's pray for, for God's revealing. Pray for Mr. Larry and, and Ellen Elaine as they've come here. To help and lead our church to keep us moving. Again, the Lamb of God Easter drama, the men who are traveling back from their conference today. Is there anyone else? Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Good morning, Father. As we come into this house of worship this morning, Father, we come in with joy in our hearts, knowing that we will receive a blessing. Father, the blessing can be in word, it can be in the service. It can be in song but father when we come in we come in with worship on our hearts. We know that you are present in this in this room. We feel your presence but those that have we mentioned on the prayer list father we know that you are aware of their illnesses. Father we know that you are the almighty healer. It tells us in the scripture to go out and heal those that are sick. Father we just ask that they will have open hearts open minds and they will allow your presence into their room. Be with the doctors the nurses and those that are ministered to care with the God-given talent that you have blessed them with. Father, we ask now that you continue with this service. That Father, your presence will be here. We ask this in the Lord's name we pray. Amen. Children's moment. Well, first of the month. Got gotcha. you. Thank you. Susan gave me a shirt one time. We were at uh, Youth at Rock Grove, and it was a picture of Noah. And the shirt read, Behind every good man is a woman giving direction. <laughs> <laughs> Verse of the month, Revelation fourteen twelve. Here is a call for all of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now let's try the children's moment. Come on down.
0: Please join us in singing hymn number 226, O the Blood of Jesus. Let's stand as we sing.
1: Sharon Hatch, will you lead us in prayer?
2: Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to be at your house, Father. Thank you for our many blessings, and most of all, Father, for your love and grace and your Son who came to this place to take our place and shed his blood that we may have eternal life. We come to this portion of the service, Father. We pray that you will bless the tithes and offerings, bless the gift and the giver that it may be used to advance your kingdom. Thank you. I mean he's glad to be here today. Amen. Amen. I would rather be here than in the best jailhouse anywhere, wouldn't you? (laughs) All right, it's good to see you today. I want to speak to you today on just amazing love. The service has been moving in that direction today. We know just in a couple of weeks we're going to be celebrating Easter. And uh we already know what Easter's about, don't we? Amen. It's already happened. But we're going to celebrate it, and we're going to, as Christians, be able to celebrate what Jesus did for us. Amen. He gave you life, He gave you eternal life. And it's already begun. Right now, you have life eternal if you have trusted Him. Amen. Well, if you have your Bible, turn with us. In fact, we're going to be turning to two different passages. One in the book of John. And in the book of John, chapter 17, Jesus has been praying for his disciples. And then you're going to be uh, turning to 1 Corinthians, chapter 13. And, you know, that's the, the love chapter. That's the uh, Paul's talking about the marvelous, marvelous love. And we do want to speak on the amazing, amazing love of God. If you would, would you stand in honor of reading of the word of God? In John chapter 17, Jesus says in verse 25 and 26, O righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. I'm not going to read all of of the love chapter but I would like to break in in fact we need uh, actually the whole chapter fits together but I want to break in at uh, verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not have or behave rudely, does not seek its own Is not provoked, thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Now, verse 7 is the verse that we're going to be primarily looking at. It bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love never fails. Would you bow as we pray again? Holy Father, our Father, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you today that we have the opportunity to continue to worship. Lord, it's a grand privilege of us just to be able to be in your office, in your room, in your presence, and we know that that is among us today. So thank you for everyone that has come. And I pray, Father, now that we will remove from our hearts, our mind, our thinking, anything that would hinder us from hearing you, Lord, uh, hearing the words that you have to say. Give me clear delivery today that I would not mislead anyone or even do anything to the word that is not there. And I pray today that you will honor this worship experience. When the invitation is given today, those that need to respond to you will respond. And even before the invitation, Lord, that we would not wait as you speak to us that we respond at that moment. Thank you now for hearing us in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Sometime back after preaching a a sermon on Sunday morning, a young lady came to me and said to me, Pastor, I have brought another young lady with me to church today. And she has a lot of questions. She's confused. Now, I wondered if, I had confused her. I wondered, had I said something that had really messed her up? But uh, she said, but pastor, she has moved here from out of state. She's living with me and she's very confused. She has a lot of questions about this God thing. She has a lot of questions about the love of God. And why that God can love us. And then why could he allow things to happen that we don't understand? Bad things. And I said, yes, I'll be glad to talk with her. And so after worship and after everyone had left, we went down, my wife, myself, went down in my office and we sat down and we started talking together. One of the things that I said to this young lady before I went, I I, I just somehow in my heart, I felt God moving me to say this. I said, we'll go down in my office and we'll leave the door open. And uh, not thinking anything else, I just wondered, uh, you know, I, I just felt God saying to do that. I wanted her to feel safe in uh, the presence of someone that she had never met before or someone that was standing before her and preaching that Sunday morning. I wanted her to know that my wife would be there too and that she would be sharing if she needed to as well. Not that she is in every counseling session that I counsel, of course, But this was an unusual kind of counseling. We went in and we sat down. I didn't sit behind a desk. I, I just came out and pulled me a chair up in front of her and sat down and we started talking. And as we did, I said to her, I said, tell me what is on your mind today. Your friend has told me that you were a bit confused about this God thing. And about what God is doing and it is love and his forgiveness and all of those things. And she began to start talking. And she said, I don't understand. Yes, my friend is right. I don't understand how that if God is such a loving God, why would he allow bad things to happen? I wanted to jump in and start talking, but I, I wanted to listen to her. I wanted her to, to tell me what was going on. And I said, listen, and I, I tried to be very attentive and I, I tried to look toward her as if I were listening and I was listening and she began and I said, but what do you mean by that? And she said, pastor, I'm fixing to get married. I said, good. You see, I thought this was what she was there for, for me to counsel, to set up a a marriage counseling and a day for the wedding. But how well off I was and how wrong I was at that moment. And she began to share with me. And she started weeping. And she said, I want to tell you something, Pastor. I've been molested since I was about four years old. And here was a lady in her 30s now, late, uh, early 30s. And she said, my daddy molested me from the time that I was eight years old for eight years. But some of had started even before that. But her dad, her physical dad. And I was feeling some anger inside. I'll be honest with you. I was feeling some anger inside. I could feel my fist almost rolling up. And I wanted to say, well, that man, you know, needs to be put away. He needs something done. And then she went on further than that. She said, he also allowed my brother during this same time to molest me anytime he wanted to. I was getting more angry at that moment. And I said, Then what has happened to them? And she said, Oh, my dad's in prison, but I'm afraid because his his time of getting out is just this year of uh, that year that I was talking to her. And she said, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. She said he lives somewhere else, and I haven't seen him in, in a number of years. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, they should just throw away the keys and keep him in there. That's the way I was feeling as I was sharing with her. But she said, that's not all. She said, I met this young man and uh, his uncle. And she said, before long, they were molesting me. And this was just in the last few years up to the point that we were talking And she said, I don't know what to do. But she said, I have met a young man that I want to marry. And I want to ask you something. Should I tell him? And I looked at this young lady. And, of course, I'm not telling you all the things that I said. And please don't feel like that I get in the pulpit. I have not called a name. I haven't told you where this is at. I, I and I would not do that. I, I mean, I I would never do that in my counseling. And I want you to trust me in doing that as I counsel you. That I would never. I'll never tell you where this was at. I won't even tell you what state this was in. Uh, I. But I'm sharing with you a true story. I'm sharing with you with something that I that I was and my wife were touched by at that moment. And I'm sharing with you how I feel and how it makes me feel. And even today as I'm standing here preaching with you and telling you the story. And I said to her, I want to tell you, you do need counseling beyond. I mean, I I can help you spiritually. I can take you to the cross. But I believe you need even some more in-depth counseling to help you get beyond uh, to be able to live. And I said, you also Somewhere along the way need to share this with this young man that you're about to marry. Because if you don't, it is going to come out somewhere later on down the way. And I said, you need to take care of it now and get it it dealt with now. And if he wants to proceed with you, then that would be okay if he felt okay with that. I'm sharing with you today a young lady that was just blown away with the amazing love of God. How could God love me? How could he love even my dad and my brother and all those friends that I thought were friends? And before I move away, let me tell you, she said they all were telling me that I was the cause of it all They were blaming me, and I said, you need to let go of this. She said, I didn't. And she said, I need help. And I said, God will help you, and he will help you. You probably will never forget it, but God will help you. And then God can forgive your daddy. He can forgive your brother. He can forgive those friends, even though they have to pay for the consequences of what they did sin is sin and i have to pay for it we have laws in the united states we have laws and and here is a moral law that one would have to pay for and she was blown away by that amazing grace she could not visualize how that that could be even was telling you that that's the way i feel I know that God will forgive even though there's some anger inside of me because of hearing such a story as that. That is true. Let me tell you something. In the book of John chapter 17, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was praying for them. And he was saying, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for these and I pray that they will as they go their way, obey, and they may be filled with the the amazing love of God. That they may be filled with the love of God so that when they go out and I go home, that they can share the love of God about us. Not only that, but he said, Father, that he prayed for you and I. He said, and I pray for those who have not seen me or will not see me until the end, but they believe the word and that's you. And he was praying for you and he was giving you and I the amazing love and the amazing grace and the amazing forgiveness of God. Amen. 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 Well, Paul picks up on the same thing in the book of, of uh, 1st Corinthians. And as we look at verse 7 and 8 and further, we want to see what he has to say. He has some words to leave with us and I'm going to leave with you about four of those. Some of you've heard the hill song singers, haven't you? You are the the song united, and there's a song entitled Amazing Love. Some of you may have sung it here at Teresa. And it goes like this: I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and arose again. Amazing love, how can it be? Thank you, my king, would die for me. Amazing love, I know it's true. Amazing love, I know it's true. Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you. Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy. In all I do, I honor you about what Jesus was doing for me. Amazing love. In 1 Corinthians 13, as I suggested, if you look at verse 7, you will find these four words that I want to look at today today. About the amazing love of God. In fact if you back up to verse 6. The Bible says that love does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in truth. In the truth of God. In the things of God. And then in verse 7. He starts tying that together. And starts pulling that together. Telling what that love is. The amazing love of God in your heart and in mine also. Look at those verses or look at those words. The very first word in the New King James is bear all things. The love. What kind of love is it? It is the agape love. The love like Jesus. He loves us in spite of who we are. He loves us. As he did this young lady that I'm talking about this morning. He loved you. He loved me in spite of who we are. But guess what he's saying to us is Jesus prayed for the disciples. He's praying for you and for me as well. And he was saying that we would have that same kind of love. His kind of love. And here Paul is saying that this kind of love is the agape love, the Jesus kind of love. And he is saying that that goes deeper than anything that we know of. And he says that it bears all things. It bears all things, number one. What is that? In the Greek, that means there is a protecting. He is protecting us. And it is also the love of each other. It is a kind of love. We bear all things on all things. It talks about the love of God. And it says that we believe all of it. So it's like, as I suggested, a protection. It serves as a protection for you like a roof over the house. Like it was last night, if you had not had a roof over your house last night, you would have been drowned this morning wouldn't you i mean it was it was terrible. it was a a storm, pretty strong storm and a lot of rain. But your roof protected you. a friend helps to protect each other, bears all things rather than expose or explore. Others' lives, it protects them. As I was suggesting to you this morning about a person that I was talking about. As I suggested, I did not tell you who. I did not call her name. So therefore, I was not exposing her to you. I was just telling you the true story about who she was. And I'm protecting. I would be a roof kind of over her as well as I share, to help others, to help others in their lives as well. So a person who's operating in this kind of love then is kind of like a a concealed, you know, we have concealed weapons that we can carry. It's kind of like a cover. It is a protection. In other words, it is is, uh, putting their arms around us protecting each other it was not saying that we condone what has been done but it is saying that we are concerned that the love of God can have a work in their lives so it's like this it is it is something that protects it is something that shields it's something that guards in other words it is Guarding or protecting or shielding. So that's what you and I do at Teresa Baptist Church As Christians with each other, that we act as a protector. We act as a shield. We act as a guard too in the love that God has given, that Jesus was talking about, and that he gave to us. Secondly, there is that word, beareth. Not only does he bear all things, or believeth, I'm sorry, believeth all things. What does that mean? It strains. In the Greek, it is a straining forward. It is a straining forward. It is simply meaning, in the Greek again, it is putting one's full faith in each other. It is putting our full trust in each other. So, what he's saying? I believe uh, all things. He's saying I am putting my faith in you. I am putting putting my whole faith in who you are. I'm putting my whole trust in who you are. First of all, God, but each other. It is a continuous In the Greek, again, it is an enduring, it is a continuing kind of love and faith in never, ever giving up. It is believing in something that somewhere along the way will become better. Someone mentioned this morning that we look at the best and we think the best and we believe the best. Even though it seems that everything is going to fall apart. We look beyond the problems. It looks beyond the conflicts. It looks beyond the bad times. It looks to the good, toward the highest of all. That's what Paul is simply saying. And that's what Jesus was saying. Believeth all things each other. Someone has translated this by saying love strains forward with all its might to believe the best in every situation. Not only that, but there's a third word and he talked about it hopes all things. In other words, it's always, it expects again, almost all these words tie together, but it not only hopes, but it has a great expectation it has a great expectation of good things rather than assuming failures to come along the way. Could I say this to you? This is not in my notes, but it comes to my mind. I'm going to look for good things and Teresa Amen. rather than failures. I'm going to be looking at good things. We may cross some <laughs> valleys, we may cross in fact, can I just tell you this as an uh, intentional interim pastor? I may go away from this church being the most hated person that you've ever had here before, but I hope that if that be the case it's because that I stood for the truth and the right thing. You understand what i'm saying Amen. because i I would not Curtail, or I would not go around the side of the fence, but that I would think the best, even though I would be. You might say, Good night, he's tough, he's mean. I'm not, I'm gentle as a, I'm just like that little rabbit Tracy had over here. And if you get close to me, you'll know that. But, but I want to think the best of you as we deal with things along the way. Does that make sense? Does that, I hope it does here today. So love always expects and anticipates the best in others and the best for others. So I'm thinking the best in you, and I'm thinking for the best as we go along the way for Teresa Baptist Church. Okay, very quickly, number four, it endureth all things. In the Greek, that means that it never quits. It depicts a person in Greek under a heavy, heavy, perhaps, load. But in doing so, it refuses to surrender to defeat. Can I say that again? In the Greek, endureth all things means that it never quits. It depicts a person under a heavy, heavy load, but refuses to surrender to defeat because, listen very carefully, because he is in his place, meaning that you're in your place. The person knows he's where he is and where he's supposed to be and has decided that regardless of what, perhaps tries or comes against him he's going to stay put and refuse to move now that could be all of us couldn't it that can be all of us whatever kind of load you may be under it could be here outside wherever it is we we never quit we never throw in the towel we stay put and refuse to move listen agape says i am committed to be here that's what your prayer should be agape i am committed to be here are you committed to be here Uh uh-oh yes yes. yeah okay (laughs) all right i'm i'm sorry i didn't tell you to answer okay are you committed to be at Teresa baptist amen yes and are you committed to be at tree? Yes, I am also, okay? I am committed to be here. That is completely contrary to flesh. That is completely contrary to uh, flesh. Love never quits, never gives up, never surrenders, and never will surrender. Now we're going to sing a song of invitation just in a moment called Whiter than Snow. And in fact, I'm going to ask the musicians to come and uh, the music director to come. And as they're coming, I want to suggest to you as we stand, this kind of love, yes, stand. This kind of love assumes that God is love. This kind of love assumes that God created because he loves us. He Not only created, but he guides us because he loves us. He teaches us because he loves us. He creates with inside of us because he loves us. He fellowships with us because he loves us. He suffers and allows us to suffer because he loves us. He forgives us because he loves us. He saves us. Amen. Because he loves us. He helps us to win victories because he loves us. He won the victory over death, hell, and the grave because he loves us. He punishes and corrects us because he loves us. He allows us to go through disappointments because he loves us. The sad thing is he loves us enough that if we don't want to receive his love, we have to go to a hell Because he loves us enough that he's not going to push us over. He wants us to make that commitment and to accept that love that he has given to us. He wants us to be prepared to meet him one day. And he loves us enough that he has made a place in heaven, according to John 14, for you and I. He loves us. someone else we we may need to go to God and say God, I'm committed that somehow I've got to have your help because somehow I've just not trusted you enough you may be here today that don't know him and today is the day of salvation the altar is open you may be here today (laughs) and want to come to the church you need to be baptized. Oh. You might be here and in-